The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Okay, we got all the latest. Aaron Rodgers, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Everything you need to know, plus seven AFC home games. Here are the games we are looking at today. Uh, Heath, you can put them on the game-o-meter scale, okay? How good are they? Buffalo at Jacksonville. Oh, 10. (laughs) You you got the scale upside down. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, six. Houston at Miami. Five. Minnesota, Baltimore. Nine. Green Bay at Kansas City. Uh, well, for entertainment purposes, I'm going to say 10. Uh, can we ever get Mahomes? This happened last year, right? Rodgers got hurt or somebody... The last time they were supposed to play, one of them didn't play. Really. It was two, two years two ago years when ago. Mahomes, Mahomes hurt his knee. Right. Uh, Chicago, at, I was close. I had some of that information correct. Chicago at Pittsburgh, Monday night. Zero. Oh. And wait, we're doing one more game. Uh, Chargers at Eagles, I think we're doing today. Uh, Ooh, 10. Or maybe, <laughs> yeah. No, Denver at Dallas. Denver at Dallas. Come on, let me do Chargers at Eagles. <laughs> now we get to debate. Denver at Dallas is an eight. It's a good game, too. Yeah. No, it's not. How is it? I think, well, we'll see. Um, all right. We hope Dak is back. And You just uh, have no idea like what way I was judging those. Like, Was it on like, the, the, the competitiveness of the game or the total points scored or the total fantasy points scored? Or, or I mean, it could be anything. You know what I think, guys? I think Houston-Miami is a really fun fantasy game. A lot of uh, difficult decisions. Jamie, thoughts? Uh, there's not a lot of difficult decisions with the Texans. I mean, if you want to trust any of those running backs, go ahead. Uh, it's Brandon Cooks, and that's it for me. What if um, Terod Taylor plays? Uh, that, that changes it. That yeah. would change it, yes. Um, right. But I don't think he's going to play. Um, the Dolphins, I don't think there's a lot of tough decisions either. I mean, it's you should be playing Parker, you should be playing Waddle, and you should definitely be playing Gaskin and Tua and Kaseki. Right, but but there's going to be, with all those players, there's going to be a lot of Waddle or this guy, Gaskin or this oh, guy. Oh, sure, you know, sure. So that's going to be the fun part of it. I, I think you should find a way to get the Dolphins in your lineup this week. Well, let's get to the non-fun part of it. Aaron Rodgers is out this week. He cannot return to the team until November 13th, which is next Saturday. So at Kansas City this week, Seattle next week, he might miss two games right now. Look, I don't know what his symptoms are or whatnot, but uh, let's just say he can't come back until next Saturday. So obviously that's pushing two games here. Uh, the big question everybody has is, what does it do for Devontae Adams? And Heath, I, I think, Jamie, last I saw you had Adams in your top five. Did that change? Uh, no, he's outside the top 12. But oh, okay. we have to make sure Adams is playing because he's still also on the reserve COVID list. 
Yeah, I think we're hoping for him to come back to practice today. Heath, you have him around 12th. So you guys both are pretty similar, right around 12th. So people are going to start Devontae Adams. Heath, what should they expect from... Oh, this is a tough question. From Devontae Adams. <laughs> Can we just stick with people are going to start Devontae Adams? Like, I, we don't know what to expect. We don't, we've not seen Jordan Love. It's the combination of a quarterback making his first start at Arrowhead versus the just absolute atrocity that is the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Um, you're going to start Devontae Adams. The Chiefs' defense at least has been respectable against the kind of bad quarterbacks they've played lately, right? Like Heineke and and Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. right? So, so there's that. Yeah, um, last time, but we just saw Mike White throw for 400 yards against a good Bengals defense. So who knows? That's true. And who knows how Daniel Jones would have finished if Sterling Shepard stayed in the game? Oh yeah, uh, or a foul they played. I mean, you know, at least uh, George Love will have his guys. Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Last time Devontae Adams did not have Aaron Rodgers was in 2017. Eight games. He had 46 catches, 543 yards, and five touchdowns on 71 targets in those eight games. So that's almost 1,100 yards per 16 games. It's 10 touchdowns. And that would have made him last year, that would have made him a top 10 wide receiver. That it's was a with different. Who was the quarterback Hundley. then? Brett Hundley, who was, who was terrible in and those eight games. who was the coach games. then? Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy. Right. It's just a different scenario. He's a better player. Um, but they also had Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson back then. Right. What I'm more curious about is at what point, how many years into a 17-game schedule are we going to go before you start telling us what the 17-game pace is? Probably whenever Pro Football Reference changes their game log uh, function. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think I think you want I want to see a year of 17 games before I start going on 17-game paces. Okay, so next year. Yeah, I hope so. Ask Pro Football Reference. Christian McCaffrey back at practice. You guys ranking him yet? No. Okay. It doesn't sound like he's definitely playing. James Robinson day-to-day with a heel injury. Is he going to be a must-start if he plays against the Bills? Yes, but not a top-10 guy like he typically would be. Right. It's, um, yeah. Odell Beckham not with the team. Jamie, what's your take on this situation? If Odell Beckham is dropped in your league, please pick him up because hopefully he gets to a situation that's better than where he's been. Um, You cannot plan to play him this week because clearly the Browns are not planning to play him this week at this point. And so I also would pick up Jarvis Landry wherever he's available because Landry has been very good, certainly the last six games without Beckham on the field, uh, regular season-wise. You want to have Landry on your team and you want to have Beckham on your team, but if for whatever reason Beckham plays this week, then I think they're both hands-off. And I, I think, I mean, we'll see how he practices today. But in deeper leagues, go make sure that uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is rostered. He's been good in his last two games, and Landry's had his own injury problems lately. So Peoples-Jones could be somebody in the second half that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even one step further, uh, Rashard Higgins also. You know, he was okay last year, too. Peoples-Jones is about 16% rostered. Beckham right now is 75% rostered, and Landry is something like 73% rostered at the moment. All right. Would you rather have uh, Kadarius Tony or Jarvis Landry? They're rostered in about the same amount of leagues. Landry. Landry. Okay. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins have not practiced thus far. Only one. Pro- well, actually, they had the Thursday night game, so they had more time to recover, but still don't know. It's early in the week. But A.J. Green is on the reserve COVID list. So <laughs> should we be looking? Should we certainly be ha- having Christian Kirk on our lo- on our rosters right now? It's not a bad move to make. Um, obviously, you need Kyler out there. I'm not trusting him if Kyler doesn't play. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like from the quotes from Kyler, he's going to like make every and Kingsbury, he's going to make every effort to play. But I think even if he does, you have to be concerned just because of what he's been lately when he's been banged up, what he was in his last game against San Francisco. You can't count on any like we talked about it a couple nights ago, Adam. You need three touchdowns probably for Kyler Murray to be a starting fantasy quarterback right now. I just made a, a trade in my keep one of my keeper leagues, um, which I, I'm I'm really I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. Uh, I could keep DeAndre Hopkins forever as a eleventh um, round pick, essentially. And I have a team that can win now, four and four, but had some bad luck. Very, I think, like top three in points. So I traded Hopkins for Stephon Diggs because I didn't want to miss out on having a chance to win. And so I can't keep Diggs, but I traded Hopkins. And I just wonder, like, if like my thought process was what we saw last year. You know, when when Murray got hurt, Hopkins had really only two good games um, after the Buffalo game. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to miss out on a chance of winning now to keep Hopkins and if he's going to start to fall off a cliff. So we'll see how it plays out if I if I ruin my long-term scenario as opposed to getting short-term game. You traded Hopkins for Diggs? I traded Hopkins as a keeper. For, for Diggs, Diggs as a non-keeper. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. 11th round keeper, too. All right, go for it, Jamie. Way to go! By the way, yeah, it's, it's you keep four guys. I, I'm I have good keepers otherwise, but it's uh, it's more more of you know the scenario of going for it this year. We uh, I got to tell you, I made the biggest mistake I've made in fantasy all year was not making it so that the points leader is automatically in the playoffs. Um, I don't know that in the two leagues that I'm the commissioner in that I ever actually said what the playoff rules were. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe I just said that out. Hey, by the way. Points leader gets in. I'm assuming in the podcast league that you have a 500 or worse record, but a lot of points scored. I don't think I have a lot of points. I am 500. I, this it wouldn't benefit me. I, I'm the McCaffrey manager, so it's just. Oh yeah, okay. You know, um, but no, he's undefeated in that league, right? So, what's that? He, no, he's not in that league, right? Didn't you lose? Oh, I did not. Oh, you're right. No. Uh, yes. Thanks for, thanks for jinxing it on the show. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm seven and one, so I want you to lose. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so Saquon Barkley is on the reserve COVID list. Kenny Galladay is questionable. So it looks like another Devante Booker week. No Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Um, He's a good start. Devante Booker. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders have been horrible against the run. And Michael Thomas is out for the season. I think the what we said at the beginning of yesterday's show, it pretty much holds. It, we didn't know he was out for the season at the time, but we approached it like he would be out for a while. Um, and I have not checked Taysom Hill's roster percentage. Let's take a guess. Over or under 50%? Over. I think he's like in the 70s. I was shocked. No, Jamie. Like, no? 40. 42. Wow, that's it? Yeah. I was shocked. There were leagues, like legitimately, one league I bid 15% of my fab to try to get Taysom Hill just for this week um, because I'm undefeated in that league and I didn't want to give up my <laughs> undefeatedness. <laughs> and I lost out to somebody who bid 30%. In a different league, I had dropped my that's backup a one quarterback. QB league? What's that? That's a 1QB league? Yeah. 30% for Taysom Hill. But in a different league... I had to replace Aaron Rodgers this morning, and I went and looked. No one had picked Taysom Hill up off waivers. <laughs> he was a free agent. Yeah, I don't know. There's a wide range of league opinions on Taysom Hill. Okay, look, uh, all season long, we're playing a very fun game that you can play along with us. Go to FFT or go to CBSports.com slash start sit 
to play the FFT Start Sit Challenge. So that's cbsportscom slash start sit. Each week you answer 10 starter sit questions. You win a customized Trophy Smack Championship belt with your name engraved. And the overall winner for the season gets $1,000. And a guest appearance on the podcast. What if we made you pick? Would you rather have 1000 bucks or a guest appearance on the podcast? You can have Please. both. You take the money. <laughs> One question this week is which... Broncos running back or wide receiver will score the most half PPR fantasy points at Dallas. I love that question. That's a good one. Who do you guys think which Broncos running back or receiver scores the most half PPR fantasy points this week? I hope it's Sutton. I'm going to guess he's he's probably the most started of those guys. Okay. Well, seems like in that scenario, you love Cortland Sutton. So let's go to the players we love this week. Jamie, start of the week. Uh, I do not love Cortland Sutton this week, but I think he's the best Broncos player. Yeah. Uh, the star of the week is Miles Gaskin. Um, obviously, he's been a bust so far this year, uh, but we've seen now in the two games where Malcolm Brown has been injured, uh, he's had at least 15 total touches in both of those, and he's got four games this season with at least 15 total touches. He's been 17 or more PPR points in those two games, in two of those four games, excuse me. So I'm hoping he's going to get work. I think that's been the case, uh, again, without Brown, so hopefully it'll be the case again. The Texans obviously have been bad. They've allowed a touchdown to running back in six of eight games this season. And so it's a good setup for, you know, Miles Gaskin in the game the Dolphins can actually win. So hopefully he continues to get the carries, continues to work in the passing game. And I think he actually has top 10 upside in PPR this week. Okay. Have you heard about the weird 14 carry thing against the Texans? No. I'm sure I'll love it, though. Well, yeah, you haven't heard about it because I, I just discovered it. But there have been five running backs in their last five games who have had exactly 14 carries. Okay. And four of them scored. Nice. Moss, Singletary, Damian Harris, Taylor, and Henderson. Singletary is the only one who didn't score. Uh, so Gaskin's been at 15 and 12 carries. If he gets 14 carries, Jamie, he's going to have a great game. But it has to be exactly 14. Exactly 14. Heath, who do you love? I'm, I feel uncomfortable saying this, but um, I'm just going to say it. It's Devontae Booker. Uh, this is one of those guys where I had to move him down in the rankings from where the projections actually had him because I had him as a top 10 back in full PPR this week in the projections. And I really was trying to figure out why. And you look, and since week five, he's the number 13 running back in fantasy. He has no games in single-digit fantasy points in his last four. He has a 17 and a 22, I believe, in those four games. I think Sterling Shepard being out is really going to help his target share, and he has at least four targets in three of his past four games. So I I do think this is another game where Daniel Jones is probably dumping it off quick. Booker should catch three or four passes and probably gets into the end zone, and it's a revenge game. (laughs) That's true. And the Raiders have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. And Booker or Gaskin? Uh, Gaskin for me, but I like both. I, I have Booker higher, but I have like both of them are are surefire starts for me. So, all right, who is a surefire sit, Heath? Oh man, this week has been so just absolutely mind-boggling. Um, mm-hmm. A surefire sit. I, that's good filibustering until you find the guy. That, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, I can tell a story if you'd like. I don't know if surefire is the right word, but I'm I'm con- continuing to stay away from Jerry Judy this week. Um, the the first it helps a little bit that there's a possibility Noah Fant won't be out, but uh, Albert O has been pretty good. I think he's probably going to get a, a pretty big chunk of Fant's targets. He had a pretty big chunk of Fant's targets last week, 
They're going to throw to their running backs quite a bit. It's still a mix between Sutton, Patrick, and Judy. It's just too many mouths to feed right now in Denver in an offense that's not very good. Okay, Jerry Judy at Dallas, and last week mentioned it. He was he was not fully healthy, and uh, Vic Fangio said that, that his ankle was starting to bother him late in the game, so it's a little hard to have a ton of faith in Jerry Judy. Dallas, that game we are previewing today, Dallas does, does give up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers, so we'll get into it a little bit later. Jamie, who are you avoiding? Uh, I'll save you your rankings dispute. So uh, Mike Davis for me, um, you know, just looking at this uh, Saints defense, he's not going to have any success running on them. And he'll probably get his uh, three to five catches, but I just don't think he's clearly very explosive in that role. So I really want no part of Mike Davis if I can avoid it. Like I'm in a 24-team league and I'm not starting Mike Davis. <laughs> Who are you starting? Uh, I'm starting Daryl Williams and Boston Scott over Mike Davis. See, I, I feel like I'm not disagreeing, but could you not also put Daryl Williams on that that list? How do you feel about Daryl Williams this week? Oh, after? I like Daryl Williams a lot. You do? Um, yeah, I mean, 19 touches last week. Uh, he's going to be involved in the passing game. I think this Packers defense is going to get exposed a little bit without Aaron Rodgers there because they're going to be on the field a lot. So, you know, their their injuries, I think, will show up. It's not that they're a bad defense, but they've been really beat up, and he covers up a lot of their flaws by how much they hold the ball. I don't think they have that much success holding the ball. So I'm still very, very, very comfortable with Daryl Williams. Can you believe the Chiefs were favored to start the week? Well, you give them home field, and home field's typically three points. So they were half-point favorite, I think, or one-point favorite. Um, they should be favored at home. Not against the Packers. I, yes. I don't think. I, man, they they should they could have lost to the Giants last week. It's still you're you're still you're still playing in Arrowhead. You give them you give whatever. Them I mean, I, 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 all right. Uh, well, they they are now much bigger favorites. They were favorites to start. Then they were underdogs. Then the Rogers news broke, and now they're favorites again. And and that's my question with Daryl Williams. Like, it, is it good for him? if the Packers don't score very many points and the Chiefs are running the ball a lot in the second half? I don't think he's coming off the field completely. It looked like they... So it looked like last week he was alternating possessions with Gore. But since you guys watch the Manning cast and not the broadcast, I'm the only one who watches the regular broadcast anymore. Um, (laughs) Andy Reid trusts Williams in pass protection. That's his only issue with Gore. He knows Williams is better in pass protection. So when you get those two-minute drills, or if they're trailing, which I don't think they will be in this game, but you never know, um, that's you're going to see more of Williams. So I think that's kind of what you're trying to say, right, Heath? Well, and, and I think the most, like, like the saving grace for Williams, and I don't know this, I think if they got inside the five-yard line, probably it would be Williams. But yeah, I, what I'm trying to say is if if they're, if they're going to run it 25 times and Gore and Daryl Williams both get 12 carries... That's probably 40 yards for Daryl Williams. It's also, I don't think they're, they're just going to run away with this game in the first quarter and then it's over. I mean, yeah. this is still going to be a competitive game based on how the Chiefs have played. Like you said, Adam, they, they nearly lost to Daniel Jones at home. Uh, they struggled against the Titans. You know, they, they've played down to their competition, clearly. Mm-hmm. And so this is still a very good Packers team. I, I don't want to, you know, disparage their defense by any stretch. I just think they're, be- they're beat up. And so, you know, some of the flaws that I think that they might have might get exposed in this game a little bit. But... The Chiefs are not going to run, you know, I, I, even though the, the point spread had jumped, I don't think the, I think the Packers still cover, you know, it's still one of those games where they'll, they'll hang around. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. The run game is still really good for the Packers and Jordan Love's not going to, I think, throw up all over himself if he has Devontae Adams. I do think like betting against the Chiefs covering has been maybe the best bet in the last two years in all of football. So even when they were awesome last year, they didn't cover. 
All right, so uh, we love Miles Gaskin, Devontae Booker. Heath's avoiding Jerry Judy. Jamie's avoiding Mike Davis. Heath is a little more optimistic on Mike Davis strictly in PPR because he has 11 targets in two games without Calvin Ridley. That's a stat that Heath gave me before the show today, so I'm just going to skip that rankings dispute. Jamie's not feeling Davis. Heath is only thinking about him as a number two running back in full PPR. Just got to save some time here, but can't uh, escape. I, I heard a couple of good dad jokes yesterday. Jamie, I want to run them by you, okay? Okay. Did you hear about the the guy who tried to eat the clock? No. Uh, he couldn't finish. It was time-consuming. <laughs> and Chris from Denver, one of our listeners, wrote in, do you know what really makes my day? The rotation of the earth. Very literal. <laughs> Very right? It's good, yeah. Okay, thank you for the dad jokes. Schedule alert. Just uh, noticed Marquise Brown, next six matchups are all against teams that rank 22nd or worse against wide receivers. His next three matchups are against teams that rank 27th or worse. So amazing schedule coming up for Marquise Brown. You're starting him anyway, but you can smile. F in the chat for the jokes. (laughs) What? An F? Oh, wait. Oh, that was from Schrager? Well, that's because he's not a dad. He doesn't know yet. Those are really funny for us. Some more news and notes. Prescott, Cooper, and Lamb were all limited. I'm sure as of now, we are expecting them to play. But Tyron Smith Smith likely out this week against Denver. Cole Beasley missed practice with injured ribs, and Dawson Knox did not practice. Knox would be more of a concern at the moment. Chargers at Philly. Big game for fantasy purposes. Michael Davis and Asante Samuel, two cornerbacks, they may not play. And linebacker Kenneth Murray is going to practice this week, but he may not play. So uh, Murray's been out for a bit, but Davis and Samuel got hurt last week. Another Samuel, Debo, missed practice, but he is expected to play. Eli Mitchell, though, he missed practice with injured ribs. It's kind of vague. I don't know that we know so much about this, but should we not have uh, Jermichael Hasty on our radar right now? I'd be picking up Jeff Wilson first because even if it's a short-term situation, uh, Wilson apparently looked really good in practice yesterday. So if this is if this is something that you know Mitchell misses, maybe not this just this week if he's out, but if he misses significant time, like we had this conversation, and I didn't really understand Dave's buy low on Elijah Mitchell. I don't know if you guys talked about this yesterday with the trade conversation, but he brought that up as a as a buy low guy. To me, Mitchell's as obvious to sell high candidate as you can find, because if Wilson comes back, you want to maximize your ability to trade Elijah Mitchell right now if it becomes a timeshare. You're, you're in trouble of getting the maximum value that you can. I know Dave does not think that he's going to lose the job. I think he, I, Dave feels like Mitchell has the job. Oh, he's he's the, the one, but we, we know what this team has been. I mean, there's a history of Raheem Mostert being very good, but sharing time. I think they've tried a little bit to get away from that with Mostert specifically, and now with Mitchell, but... I didn't think Wilson had a chance to play this week. That's why I brought up Hasty. I know that he's eligible to, but I didn't think it was really within the timeline. I, I don't disagree with you. I think if you if if we find out, you know, come Friday that Elijah Mitchell doesn't practice, and if you want to get ahead of it, Michael Hasty's probably the guy. But I, I would imagine they use Trey Sermon too. Right. Okay. Taysom Hill practiced. Uh, Julio Jones was at practice. That's great. Hope he gets out there on Sunday night at the Rams. Darren Waller practiced. We're expecting him to play. Calvin Ridley still away from the team. Matthew Stafford missed practice. Probably not a big deal. Same with hopefully the same with Justin Herbert. He has a hand injury and Robert Woods missed practice. So Wednesday practice reports aren't really super helpful. So we'll keep you updated throughout the week. 
Uh, rankings disputes. Only have two of them right now, so let's get into it. 62nd rankings disputes. First one is Kirk Cousins. 14th for Jamie, 7th for Heath. He's at Baltimore. Heath, coming off that bad game, you are going right back to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and this is a like this is one where I probably may want to move him down just for personal opinion, but what the cause of this ranking is just the fact that they are uh they're letting Kirk cook. He's thrown at least 32 passes in every game this season. The Baltimore pass defense did not look very good the last time that we saw them. And I think Cousins probably throws for 300 yards. Mm. All right, Jamie. I hope so. Uh I I I think if you have Cousins, you know, like the only quarterbacks I would be pivoting to, because I think there's a higher ceiling this week, would be Tua and Taysom Hill, um, just based on Taysom's running and Tua's matchup. We've seen what Tua's looked like in his good matchups. But in terms of Cousins and the Ravens' defense, like he said, the last time we saw them, they didn't look good. The game before that, they looked great. And you just wonder if uh, the rest and taking advantage and taking some time to – you know, I think work on their their game plan for this matchup, knowing that they're coming off a tough loss against the Bengals, and I don't think wanting to lose against the Vikings. We've seen Kirk Cousins struggle more lately. You know, the beginning of the season was great, and then you know, three of his last four, he's been mediocre. And I just wonder if uh, he's and, and if you look at just their games, they've played really poorly against good teams, and he's played poorly against good teams. And I think this is a good team still. So uh, I'm I'm nervous about Cousins, but I think he's still like he said. I think he can get you know this could be like a 300 two and two game for him. Uh, but I would say he's going to finish behind guys like Wentz and uh, Derek Carr and Tua and Taysom Hill if Hill starts. Wentz, okay. So that's Cousins, and you know one thing they're not really getting that I didn't realize. You know I don't know if it felt this way to you, but it just kind of felt like Justin Jefferson was not having this splash splashy year. Uh, hardly any highlights, hardly any moments where we're going, whoa, Justin Jefferson. And you look at his big plays, and he's really making a lot fewer than he did last year. Uh, so that's kind of missing from the offense right now. And ugh, they were so conservative uh, last week. Well, it hasn't been the case all season, but last week they did not throw the ball downfield basically at all. All right, uh, another rankings dispute is Boston Scott. So Heath the high guy on Snope, Heath the low guy on Scott. Sorry, I'm the low guy. Thirty, not in your top thirty against the Chargers. Jamie's got him twenty second in non PPR, twentieth in PPR. All right, Heath, Boston Scott. I'm just scared of the Eagles. Like Miles Sanders was averaging nine and a half rush attempts per game and had not scored a touchdown. And I know they got right last week against the Lions, but it's the Lions. I think the Eagles are probably going to be playing from behind in this game. And I don't have, I don't know if Boston Scott is going to have 50% of the running back touches or 40% of the running back touches or 30% of the running back touches. And so it's just, it's more uncertainty about how much the Eagles will run the ball and how many of those carries will actually go to Boston Scott. I think the thing that we've seen um, the last two weeks, you know, coming off of the Tampa Bay game for the Eagles is Nick Sirianni wanting to run the ball more. Uh, you know, I don't know what would have happened in the Raiders game when Sanders got hurt, but at least you saw an early commitment to the run. And then you certainly saw it in, in the Lions game. I, I think, you know, it, and I'm with Heath. You know, this is, uh, this is a little bit of, you know, I, I think like he's taking more of a, I don't want to trust it. And I'm going, I guess, probably more with blind hope of, 
that if the game is competitive, we don't see the 12 carries for Jordan Howard. We see probably closer to, you know, 12 to 15 carries for Boston Scott and certainly more work in the passing game. Obviously, the running backs did not factor in the passing game at all, which I think you should consider Kenneth Gainwell if you're, you know, thinking about dropping him. I'd probably hold him for one more game if you can. But I think from what we'll get from Scott is he's going to be the lead runner. He's going to be involved in the passing game. Uh, I still don't buy. I know, Adam, you brought this up on the Tuesday show about the Chargers feeling more comfortable with their run defense, with getting guys healthy. But I still don't trust that they're going to keep everybody contained and in front of them and and what this team does. Uh, I also don't necessarily agree with uh, fully. I, I think they could be chasing points, but I don't think that the Chargers, based on how their offense has looked, that they're running away with this game and that the Eagles can't run the ball. So I, I think there's going to be a competitive game. Scott will be involved. Um, based on what we saw last week, first game without Miles Sanders, I, I, I still trust him enough as a number two running back. I was just looking, and it's, it's funny. I think I have nine um, Eagles, Ravens, and Texans running backs within like 15 spots of each other. <laughs> just because I, <laughs> I, especially like the Ravens and the Eagles, I mean, the te- Texans are different. They're worse because they're just really bad. Um, the Ravens and Eagles situation seems really similar to me. Yeah, and actually, it's funny with those two opponents that they're like the Ravens facing the Vikings and uh, Chargers going up against the Eagles. The Chargers and the and the Vikings are both perhaps looking a little bit better against the run because of big time players coming back for them, which I did mention on Tuesday. For the Vikings, it's Anthony Barr, and for the Chargers, it's defensive tackle Justin Jones, who's played basically one game, and they had their best performance against the run. Not enough. Not enough to say, oh, okay, they're good against the run. Right. They've been horrible. Well, and, and to uh, piggyback off your 14-carry Texan stat, uh, there have been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 running backs with at least 9 carries against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And all but one have scored a touchdown. <laughs> the one was Ramondre Stevenson last week. Okay, so let's take a quick break no, no, here. Eight, 8 carries. Everybody with 9 carries has scored a touchdown. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I should have seen that. Well, I didn't preview that game yet. I didn't get into my notes for that game yet. That's tomorrow. That'll be the start of the game. Start of the game. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll start with Green Bay and Kansas City and an unbelievable Tyreek Hill stat that Jamie didn't come up with. I'll tell you right after this. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like 
feels like, or looks like, the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, here we go. Green Bay at Kansas City was supposed to be the game of the week. Stat of the game number one, Tyreek Hill does not have a 20-yard reception since week four. Wow. That is amazing, but having watched most of all of those games, that checks out. Also, <laughs> I this might be wrong, but I think not per game, but just total fantasy points, Tyreek Hill is the number one wide receiver since week four. <laughs> he might be. I mean, what do you have, 18 <laughs> targets last week? Uh, so, yeah, you start him. I I show here that he has 125.1 since week four, and Cup has 123.7. Interesting. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay, stat of the game number two. Somehow the Chiefs are once again doing this crap where they're kind of good against wide receivers, and we're like, how are they so good against wide receivers? The last four games, you've seen Diggs with 69 yards, no touchdowns. McLaurin, Julio Jones, Shepard and Tony. All less than 40 yards, no touchdowns. Um, you have seen Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Brown have big games there, but I, I guess my point is for Adams, I don't know that it's the best matchup because th- we've seen under Spagnola where they're, where they're surprisingly good against wide receivers, and right now they're like 14th or something in fantasy points allowed to receivers, and they've been s- kind of solid lately. So we already talked about Adams. I know you guys have him around 12th, but I just want to throw that out there maybe for a DFS angle or something. So yeah, that's oh you can't play him in DFS. No, no, for sure. Right, you don't well, think no, like showdown, right? the contrarian? No, it's a four o'clock game, right? Or four thirty? Oh, but just be- he just became a great contrarian play. <laughs> yeah, Sunday night is Rams. Yeah, right, right. T- Titans. Uh, don't start Jordan Love. If you want to know a little bit about Jordan Love, he threw seven passes in Week One, and oh, there you go. I watched them all. It was didn't take long. Most of them were downfield. They were losing by I don't know maybe thirty points. He didn't check down, but it's hard to know his tendencies. Wasn't much of a rusher in college, like 170 rushing yards. Uh, not, you know, that's not, hasn't been a huge part of his game. Um, anyway, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Heath, what do you think about them? Well, I think the interesting thing is, let's assume Adams is back because we are. Um, if Adams is back, how much do we see Aaron Jones playing wide receiver and how much do we see a, a split at running back that we saw last week? Was that all because Adams was there? Because I think it might be better for their offense if they just do that more and throw it to Jones more and run Dylan a little more than they have been. Um, I'm starting Aaron Jones pretty much without reservation as a borderline number one running back. And A.J. Dillon is a... A good flex. Like, I think if you don't like Boston Scott or a Ravens running back or Mike Davis, if you don't like him, then you start A.J. Dillon over those kind of guys, the guys you don't really want to start. Yeah. Okay. Would you start? Well, I'm not sure. I must have missed the names you said. Would you start A.J. Dillon over a Ravens running back? Did you say that? I'm sorry. I would start him over all the Ravens running backs. Okay. 
Adams is the only wide receiver we want from the from the Packers. And Jamie, how about Josiah DeGuara against the Chiefs, who are just so bad against tight ends? I, I any interest at all? Uh, well, if if I was Jordan Love, I'd just be looking for wherever Daniel Sorensen is. Right. Throw there. Um, it could be DeGuara. It could be Mercedes Lewis. You know, that's right. just the, the nature of how this Packers offense, I think, is going to go. Like, DeGuara will probably be the guy between the 20s. The red zone threat will probably be Mercedes Lewis. You'll hate yourself for starting either one. So tight end premium leagues, maybe you take a shot on one of those two guys, but I would try to avoid it. Or DFS punt place. Like, if you want to just have a, a minimum price tight end and – pay up everywhere else all right Patrick Mahomes actually let's last I checked he was eighth for Jamie is he still eighth no he's five five okay so he's top five for everybody so look in his last four games he's completing 62 percent of his passes 6.25 yards per attempt that's terrible he's on pace in those games <laughs> I this is definitely a typo uh, I put 6,600 yards. I think it's 3,000. Maybe it's 4,600. Uh, 20 touchdowns, 24 interceptions, though. So you guys have him top five. You wouldn't start, say, Jalen Hurts over him? Or uh, I, Hill? I originally was there before the Packers news. Like I said, I think they're going to have the ball a lot more. You know, so And the defense for the Packers will be tired. So I have more faith in Mahomes in this, in this regard. All right. You, oh. you said that was his last four games when he's been so bad? Mm-hmm. And he has been. I'm not trying to dispute that at all. I was just going to look and see, like, is he still a top uh, 12? Because he's number five, I think, at quarterback for the season on a per-game basis. I don't think he's going to be um, top 12. Because he's been... Um, In those four games. He's been running quite a bit more. He has, like, 100... and He's 13th. Um, ha! He has like 120 more rushing yards than Kyler Murray this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, he runs for 30 yards almost every week. Mm-hmm. And he throws a lot, that too. Helps. You know, it's... Look, it's only a matter of time. Come on. Let, let's get it going, Mahomes. Um, Green Bay has allowed only nine touchdown passes in their last seven games, but they've just had such an easy schedule. And even last week, they play Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins barely plays. So the only, I'd say, top 12 quarterbacks to face... Green Bay are Murray, who struggled, and Burrow, who had uh, 22 fantasy points. Okay, Kansas City running backs, Gore or Dylan? Who's a better flyer, Gore or Dylan this week? Dylan. Dylan. I don't want to trust Gore yet. Okay. Nope. And so you guys have Daryl Williams all around 20th to 23rd, depending on the format. And hopefully he's still involved in the passing game. But we talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. We can compare him to some other running backs a little bit later. And I think one thing we can try to do, if I, I can't commit to this, but I'll give it a shot. If you're watching right now on YouTube, if you have any questions about players from the specific game we're talking about, throw them up in the chat, and I'll see if we can do it. Why don't we start with our next game, because we're pretty much done with this. Start Tyreek Hill. Start Travis Kelsey. Any interest in Miko Hardman? No. I, I don't hate him as a flex, and I yeah, need, I just, sure. I, um, I just saw the Chiefs defense ranking, and so before you say it, I want to say that I have not updated my defense rankings. I don't want you to ruin the Chiefs defense <laughs> this week. I've not updated my uh, Chiefs defense rankings yet. They will be um, 12. Okay, and they're 13th for Jamie and 12th for Dave. I got to figure out, it was hard for me to figure out the defense that Heath was too low on, that he really isn't too low on. 
but I'm going to go with the Saints. You have them 11th, so I'm just throwing that out there. Saints DST against Atlanta. You're too low on them at 11. I also fear you guys are all too high on the Dolphins if Terod Taylor plays. I don't know if you'd move him down. Move them down. I well, we're, we're ranking them as if he's not playing. So Okay, then you're not too high on them, probably. Um, okay. If you're the Texans, do you play, Terod? Yeah. Why? Because teams want to win, you know, like they, they want to win and they've seen a lot of, of Davis Mills. So they don't want to win. They're not going to win. They're, they're they, winning right now want, is, is, is counterproductive. Right. So it doesn't even matter. They don't even have, wait, they don't have their first round pick or no. Yeah, they, uh, do. They, year, do. They, they do. They do. They do. Um, all right. By the way, Kelsey's still your number one tight end. Yep. Yes. Okay. And the, the hope for Texans fans would be they have the three Eagles first-round picks next year, too. <laughs> okay, Houston is at Miami. Our second game here. Second I have some news game. for you if you like it. Odell Beckham, not with the team, Jamie. I know. Thank you for reminding me to say it, though. I would not have done that. All right, so if you have any Houston-Miami questions, let's see if we can make this work. Try them out in the chat. Uh, okay, Houston at Miami. Stat of the game, other than the 14-carry thing. How about the Dolphins? They have allowed 16 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in seven of eight games. They also have allowed the most 20-plus yard pass plays in the NFL. Is Brandon Cooks a slam dunk with Davis Mills? I wouldn't use the word slam dunk, but I would say you're starting him. Yep. Okay. So I think you guys have him in your top 20, though, now. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the best wide receiver in this game? Uh, Parker. I have Cooks the highest, but they are all really pretty close. Yeah. That's why this is a fun game because you're gonna have you're gonna have Waddle. Who are maybe some big names that you have the wide receivers in this game ahead of? Uh both Broncos. How how about um, Mike Williams? A slumping Mike Williams. Uh I do have in PPR both Parker and Waddle ahead of Mike Williams. And Cooks? Cooks is right behind. Um, this is going to just seem ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, project projections wise, currently I have all three wide receivers ahead of Hopkins. Hmm. Uh, do you have, but do you have them projected ahead of Devontae Adams? No. Okay. Uh, Parker or Cordero Patterson, half PPR. Patterson. Patterson. Now, this is good, yeah. All right, so, Schrager, you see any questions in the chat? You fire them up there. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so, Tua. So, the, oh, Texans running backs. Just, Jamie, sum up the Texans running backs real quick. Uh, good luck. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would hope that David Johnson is the best of the group, but there, there should be no faith in any of them. Uh, I guess if there is a silver lining, if you're hoping for something, uh, Rex Burkhead was limited in practice or did not practice. Uh, I don't know which one it was on Wednesday with a hip injury. So if he's out, then there's probably a little bit more clarity between David Johnson and Philip Lindsay getting work. But I have no clue what they're going to do. I do not want to trust them. Um, it's not it's not a bad idea if you want to if you're stuck at a flex spot to hope that David Johnson gets back to leading them in touches. But uh, again, no no semblance of trust in any of them. Okay. So to the Dolphins and to I saw a question in the chat. We'll go to Mike Kasicki real quick. Kasicki or Pitts? Uh, Kasicki's my number two tight end in PPR. I think number four in non PPR. So 
Texans are terrible uh, against tight ends. Third most points allowed. Yes, and he was great up until facing a great defense in Buffalo. Yeah. And he's faced them twice, by the way. And he's faced New England, too. Uh, Heath, pick a sick of your pits. I have pits ahead right now, but I don't really like it. I'm a little scared about pits. Okay. So we talked about the Miami wide receivers. Miles Gaskin is the start of the week. We like him a lot. Jamie, who's the best flex on the Dolphins? It, it, let's say in full PPR. Is it Gaskin, Parker, Waddle? I would rank them Gaskin, Gasecki, Parker, Waddle. Oh, okay. And then let's talk about Tua here. Oh, well, we have a quick question here from Manuel. Uh, Gaskin, Booker, or Carter? Non-PPR. Ooh, yeah, Gaskin or Carter. First, this is... Oh, all right, all right. Gaskin, Booker, Carter, non-PPR. Let's start with that. Gaskin for me. I uh, And non-PPR, I think I have Carter. Okay, and tonight, full PPR, Gaskin or Carter? Gaffer. Okay, great. Tua, 83% rostered. He is top 13 for everybody. In his four healthy starts, here's my only concern with Tua, right? In his four healthy starts, he has thrown 27 passes against New England. Bad game. 18 points. 47 at the Jaguars. 40 against Atlanta. 39 at Buffalo. Do you think he throws enough in this game? He hasn't shown yet that he can be great without a high pass volume here. Not that the Dolphins are so good or anything, but do you think the pass attempts are there for him? Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll be good enough. I just, it, I think he'll he'll have enough opportunities to be successful. Okay, and you don't need to throw a ton against the Texans. Only one quarterback has thrown more than thirty-four times against the Texans. That was Lawrence in Week One, the only game the Texans won, and yet they still give up the seventh most points. To quarterback. So Tua Tonga Vailoa or Justin Herbert? Herbert. Uh, Herbert, but it's close. And keep an eye on Herbert's hand. He missed practice or limited on Wednesday with a hand injury. Remember the show Herman's Head? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that show. Yeah, crazy show. It was kind of like the precursor to the um, the cartoon show with all the emotions. I don't know which one. Oh, yes, you do. It was really, really good and made everybody cry. Cartoon show? Movie. Cartoon cartoon movie? With all the emotions? Up? Not up. Um, is it Inside Out? I never Inside saw out. Inside yeah. Out. I never saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tua Tungabailoa or Taysom Hill? Uh, Tua for me. I would go Taysom if he's... Assuming he's playing. Tua or Wentz? Tua or Carr? Uh, Tua for all those. Tua over Carr. I'm uh, really struggling with Tua and Wentz, but I think I'd lean Tua all right. right now. Okay, and that's it for this game. Dolphins DST. Stardom if Terod Taylor does not play. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Heath, who's a tough call in this game, Cleveland and Cincinnati? Adam, did you know that Beckham did not practice on Thursday? Excused. I did know that, yeah. He was excused, but he didn't ask for the excuse. Do you think that... Don't you think that his dad should have posted that before the trade deadline? When I was going to school, back in my day, <laughs> an excused absence was when you chose not to go to school and your parents sent a note in or you had a doctor's note and so it was excused. You got to make up all your work. This sounds more like a suspension. And I had one of those too. <laughs> oh, what'd you do? Uh, I was, I'm not proud of it. Okay. 
Well, I'd love to know, but that's fine. Um, all right, well, back to this. Sorry. Heath, who are the tough calls in this Browns-Bengals game? Um, like, I think that Jarvis Landry could be a tough call depending on how, who you have on your roster because you may have just picked him up off of the waiver wire. And so he's a borderline number two, number three type wide receiver. He he could be a tough call. Um, that's pretty much T. Higgins is in that right in that same range with Landry. He's a bit of a tough call. For Jarvis Landry, you should know the Bengals allow the seventh most receiving yards to slot receivers. They have not been very good against slot receivers. KJ Osborne, 76 yards, Darnell Mooney. I don't know how much of his yards came in the slot. He had a decent game. Chenault had 99 yards. Crowder had 84 yards last week. So uh, that's good for Landry. Would you start Landry or Higgins? Landry. I had them back-to-back, and you know what, Adam? Your Azer stat is going to push Landry over the top. How about that? Remember the movie Over the Top? That was a fantastic one of Stallone's best. (laughs) You must not have seen it since, since it came out in theaters. Oh, I've seen it multiple times on my TV. <laughs> Appointment TV. You don't like, like my cousin Vinny. No, it's good. If just to call it one of Stallone's best movies is blasphemy. All right, let's go. Top five Stallone movies. They're all Rockies, <laughs> basically. Uh, They're all Rockies. Rambo. I. Rocky one, Rocky two. Rambo. <laughs> Demolition Man. I'm forgetting some. I don't know. Creed? So, I'm not really a huge Creed fan. Sorry. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he hates... He, yeah, that, that, <laughs> I don't, that makes sense. Joe Burrow... You uh, would probably call Creed a buddy movie as opposed to a boxing movie. Yeah, no, it's just it's not really a Stallone movie. I would say that. I mean, you know he was nominated for Academy Award, right? F- who, Stallone? Yep. For Rocky? No. For Creed? Creed. Yep. For what? Directing? Best Supporting Actor. Oh, support! I don't do supporting actors. You don't get. I'm not saying the best five Stallone supporting movies. So for for uh, for this game here, no, no, let's do Stallone movies. Joe That's Burrow, I'd love to. Joe Burrow is top twelve. He's been on fire. You're the host. You can do what you want. I, I'm the one who gets the criticism here. Three touchdown passes in three straight games for Burrow. Is this another great game for him? Good game. What do you think? The Browns really not very good against quarterbacks. Seventh most fantasy points allowed. He lit them up last year, too, in two games, and he's obviously playing a little bit better NFL-wise than he was as a rookie. So, yeah, he's a must-start guy. Burrow or Hurts we have from John in the chat. I think Burrow is safer, but Hurts has a higher ceiling. I would rather play Hurts. Does Guardians of the Galaxy factor into the Stallone movies? He was in that? Yeah. Nah, I was not aware of that. Who does he? Who's he? I can't pronounce his name. Is he Groot? <laughs> Starhawk. Starhawk? I don't no. Know. I didn't know that. No, he's in it. No, no, no costume. Oh, no, I don't remember him in it. Uh, Mixon. Like him, love him this week. Browns have been damn good against the run. Now, Copland is a really good movie, and he was you know, more of a dramatic role in that one, but he got a lot of praise for it. Um, I'm starting Mixon. <laughs> okay, uh, like, would you start Gaskin over Mixon or Michael Carter over Mixon? No. All right. And then Jamar Mixon is a Rocky. He's not a Rocky five. He's in the top four Rockies. He's in, That's oh. what we should do. There's your new scale. Okay. Tango and Cash. Oh, Tango and Cash oh, is Tango definitely cash top is five. Yes. There you go. You know I love it. It's not Tango. It's Cash. So T Higgins. I, I'm assuming we're sitting Tyler Boyd, even though he had a touchdown last week. 
I would uh, like to. He's uh, he's more Rambo two or three. <laughs> so, all right. How about Higgins? Let's talk a little bit more about him. 97 yards, only six targets last week. First game with more than 62 yards all season. He hasn't caught a touchdown since week two. Targets have been pretty up and down for him. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And his catch rate's really low. His catch rate is 163rd, so they just haven't really been on the same page. 59.2% catch rate for Higgins. Browns are, Rocky three. have not, right, which is like you'll watch it, but you're not excited to watch it, really. You'd rather watch Rocky four. Um, yeah, Higgins, I guess I'll give you some flex options here. <sighs> Higgins or Daryl Williams? Higgins. Uh, Higgins in PPR, Daryl Williams in none. Higgins or Boston Scott? Higgins. Same setup. Khalil Herbert at Pittsburgh or Higgins against the Bengals? Against the Browns? Herbert. Yeah. Khalil Herbert ran for 100 yards against Tampa Bay. Don't tell me who he's playing. <laughs> I'm telling everyone else. Higgins is, by the way, he's like a top 30 receiver, close to 24. Okay. And CJ Uzama, starter sit. He is Rocky Five personified. Yeah. He's awful and will never be anywhere near my television. Um, no, he is. If you catch it, you'll say, why was this movie so bad? And you watch it for a little bit. And hope that something good happens. <laughs> but sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. So Cincinnati. No, you or- know what? Maybe he's, he's uh, was it Balboa? Was the name of the sixth one? Yeah, something like that. He's Balboa. Yeah. He is my favorite tight end in this game. He can't be Balboa because I've actually seen uh, CJ Uzama. So. You never saw Balboa? No. Can we stop with this, please? No, you can't call yourself a Stallone fan if you've never seen all the Rocky movies. Never really called myself a Stallone fan. Bengals <laughs> or Browns DST? Bengals. Oh, they're back-to-back for Heath. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got a strong lean towards the Bengals right now. Uh, which kicker do you like in this game, Heath? The uh, the Bengals. <laughs> all right. Chicago's at Pittsburgh. And you name both kickers in this game. Evan McPherson. Chase and? McLaughlin. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Chicago at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game number one. These two teams have thrown 12 passes, this 12 touchdown passes this season. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, stat of the game number two. The Bears are terrible against wide receivers. They've given up the second most points to wide receivers. 12th fewest targets. They've seen the 12th fewest wide receiver targets, but the sixth most receiving yards to receivers and the second most yards per catch and the second most touchdowns per game to wide receivers. So Chase Claypool, start or sit, Jamie? Uh, He's another Rocky three. Um, You know, I I hope he comes through, uh, but I don't have a lot of faith. I thought he was going to play great last week and he was was let down. I think, you know, the the idea and the hope of... um, Juju not being there, making things great for him. It's hard to see that coming with what Pat Fryermuth has been in terms of targets and what Najee Harris is in terms of targets. So I think you just know Claypool is who he is because Roethlisberger is just going to be the same type of guy. So number three receiver, more of a FOMO guy than a must-play guy. Question from Bart. Claypool or Sutton? Sutton. I just realized this, and I don't think I had. Does somebody like major die in every Rocky? No, not in the first or the second one. Um, um, Apollo dies in the first one. 
Apollo oh, dies, dies in the first the one. one. That would have really changed the franchise if that were true. Yes, the fourth one. <laughs> the second one is where um, Rocky. The second one where Adrian dies. No, she doesn't die. Rocky <laughs> fights apparently the ghost of <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> <die>. <laughs> definitely. definitely does not die. Mickey dies in the third one. Apollo dies in the fourth one. Nobody dies in the first two. I think somebody dies in Rocky. Two. The Rocky franchise dies in the fifth one. No, Rocky 2 is when Adrian goes into a coma when she has the baby. Yeah. Okay, so anything else in this game? Uh, Najee Harris must start, sit That's the corner. The thing. Rocky 3, like when Mickey dies, that really gets me. Oh, it's time. horrible. Yeah. Uh, so you said never fought. Uh, sit <laughs> the passing game for the Bears. Um, Khalil Herbert. Let's die. <laughs> I mean, like, who do you think he fought in Rocky 2, Heath? Come on, man. <laughs> trying to do a lot of things right now. Why do you think he fought Drago? Right, exactly. Because, because <laughs> he killed Apollo. He killed Apollo three three movies ago. <laughs> yeah, when he was two. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Drago killed Apollo. <laughs> okay, Khalil Herbert. Obviously, we're starting Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. We'll talk about Fryer Muth in a second. Khalil Herbert, Miles Gaskin, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> uh, Miles Gaskin. Honestly, killing, like, you killing Adrian in Rocky 2 is even worse than you killing Apollo in Rocky 1. That is incredible. <laughs> this is what happens when I try to have these conversations. I should just always be quiet whenever we talk about anything from movies. That is so funny. I will do that from now on. Khalil Herbert is a top 20 running back. He's actually top 16 for Jamie and Heath. Um, 18 or more carries in four straight games. So It was a great tie-in when... Rambo killed the ball. <laughs> Khalil Herbert or Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> uh, Mitchell non-PPR, Herbert PPR. Yeah. Okay. No interest in Robinson and Mooney, right? Or Komet? None. Okay. So Pat Fryermuth. Somebody asked in our chat, Fryermuth or Higby? Who would you go with? Fryermuth. Fryermuth. It's, uh, it's a tough matchup. The Bears have been really good against tight ends, but you got to hope that he's still going to get, you know, in the seven target range, which is what he's got the two games without the two full games without Juju. So hopefully that's the case. I don't think he's a great non-PPR start, but in PPR, I think he's okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Joe, or Joe Mixon? <laughs> Joseph says, these Russian hitmen are getting younger and younger. Glad that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson or Joe Mixon? Uh, Mixon. I like both. Um, Why would you have to sit one of these guys? Yeah, I don't know. The ghost of Apollo was killed by Drago. Thank you, sad Jay Cutler. Great comedy. All right, next game. (laughs) Pittsburgh DST, by the way, is top four. Minnesota at Baltimore. Stat of the game. Tyson Williams rushed for 65 yards in week one. 77. You don't talk Dustin Fields after his best game? I I thought we did. We're not starting him, right? Uh, He's okay in two QB leagues. Well, okay. Most are. Uh... Tyson Williams rushed for 65 yards in week one, 77 yards in week two. Since then, the leading rusher for the Ravens has not run for more than 59 yards. And in three games since then, they've rushed for fewer than 30 yards. The leading running back for the Ravens. But they have scored eight rushing touchdowns in seven games. So you're hoping for a touchdown. Okay, we talked about Kirk Cousins. You want to hear about Kirk Cousins? Rankings dispute earlier. Jamie's got Cousins 14th. Heath has him 8th, I believe. And Cook is a must-start. Are Thielen and Jefferson must-starts for you guys? 100%. Okay. Conklin or Fryermuth? 
Fireman. Fireman. Yeah, Conklin's right behind him for me. Yeah, he's he's actually pretty interesting. He's had what seventy yards. He's had fifty-seven yards or more in two of his last three and three of his last five games. Ten PPR points each of his last two. Yeah, uh, and obviously some duds in there, but um, you know he's a tight end. Baltimore Baltimore allows the most fantasy points to tight ends. They have faced Waller and Kelsey and Hawkinson and Fant, but they've also struggled with Moali Cox and Jared Cook and C.J. Uzama. Lamar Jackson's top three, start him. And who's your favorite Ravens running back? Well, Murray's not practicing on Wednesday, which is a bad sign coming off their bye week. So Freeman would be my favorite. Tyson yeah. second. Le'Veon, good luck. Do you have a three-sided coin? <laughs> Le'Veon is 1,000 billion trillion percent Rocky Five. <laughs> Remember when Mr. T used that three-sided coin to decide who would die? In Rocky Three, it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan. That's right. Uh, let's see. What else can we say about this game here? <laughs> Devontae Freeman, if he's your favorite, and Latavius Murray's out, would you start Devontae Freeman? In that case, if Murray were out, I'll re-ask. Would you start Devontae Freeman or AJ Dillon? Dillon. Uh, Freeman. Okay, so now we have a question from the chat: Bateman or Osborne? Bateman. Is Bateman a startable flex, asks Ziggy, in PPR? Would you start him over Pollard or Kirk? Uh, I would start him over Pollard. I would not start him over Kirk Kirk if A.J. Green is out. This team is pretty bad against wide receivers. They face some really good ones, but they give up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. That would be Minnesota I'm talking about. And... Week eight was their first game without Patrick Peterson, and they were just terrible against the Dallas receivers and Cooper Rush. So, uh, obviously, we're going to start Marquise Brown. He's top 10 in non-PPR. He's top 15 in PPR. And Bateman, Watkins did not practice on Wednesday, by the way. So, Bateman is uh, number three, four wide receiver. Start Mark Andrews, and the Ravens DST is top seven. I just want to say this about the Ravens DST. When you look at the good offenses they have played, not their DST, but their defense in general, when you look at the good offenses they have played, they've only done well against the Chargers. They were bad against the Raiders, bad against the Chiefs, bad against the Bengals, great against the Chargers, um, and not great against the Colts. So I don't know so what to make of it. But You it, would 100% start the Saints over the Ravens this week. The DST? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. Not 100%, but I would, you know. I don't love... Uh, either i guess but every week i get so excited about a dst and every and i'm like oh first waiver wire priority for me and then they suck so i just wonder like if if they get to cousins early how he plays yeah cousins is is a little cold right now for sure denver at dallas stat of the game didn't have a great stat of the game but i will tell you this Dallas gives up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers the third most yards per catch to wide receivers and they've given up some huge games, mostly to studs like Antonio Brown, Godwin, Chargers receivers, DJ Moore, uh, Adam Thielen, but also Kadarius oh, Tony. I was going to say, don't skip him. You put him in there with the, with the studs. No, I didn't. I was just listen, listing the guys who had big games. <laughs> um, so what, does that mean anything? Does that encourage you at all with Tony and with, sorry, with Sutton and Judy? 
I'm starting Sutton probably as a, a borderline number two wide receiver, and I don't trust Judy yet. My concern would be is that we've seen now Sutton with a game and a half of Judy on the field, and he has not played well. Produced right. well. And the other concern that I'm seeing for me anyway is that uh, Teddy Bridgewater has not thrown the ball downfield in either of his last two games. It's only two games. But earlier this year, he was playing pretty well. His last two games have been his lowest intended air yards per per attempt games. Uh, and we don't like that. <laughs> Throw the like be a little more aggressive. I don't, we don't want to see Bridgewater I, default to I his would, old ways. I would guess after the you know stretch of interceptions that he's had, there was probably a more focus on don't throw the ball down the field as much. That's not his strength. Yeah, but he was doing a pretty decent job. I mean, you know, doing a decent job and still being your strength are two different things. Like he had a good couple of performances, but that's not the best part of his game. I mean, his accuracy and his decision making is the best part of his game. I think if he were playing a little bit better, we might be interested in him, but he's outside the top 15. You got it. Heath, Javante Williams week? It's it always has been. <laughs> which which one would you start, Gordon or Williams? I would start Gordon. And are you starting him? I don't want to. I don't think either of them are my top 24. They're both high-end flexes. Hey, Schrager, can you change the lower third? You're confusing everyone. Ask all right, I'm on it. Vikings, Ravens. Help at all. Yeah. Maybe another Rocky joke. Uh, another Rocky joke? I'm sure we could get that. Who, who you, you know, killed? Pauly died in. Yeah. I actually don't. Creed? I mean, you know uh, what? Don't say because I don't want to keep ruining movies for everybody. These are 50 years old. I, I think you can ruin the original five Rockies. The Creed ones, I don't know. Still, No, he was he was gone before Creed. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking for some questions here. Whatever. Um, Melvin Gordon or or eh, Daryl Williams. 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 Yeah. Melvin Gordon or Cortland Sutton. Sutton. I think at the beginning of the show you asked us which Broncos player would be the best flex. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. It was an hour and a half ago, so I'm not sure. That's true. That's I true. Think so. Will Trayvon Diggs travel with Sutton? If so, does Judy benefit? I doubt he will. I don't think he's been doing much of that. He lines up at right cornerback. And he gives up some yards. You know, he gets interceptions. He gambles. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I said it yesterday, I think he's Marcus Peters. Mm. Yep. Okay, so that pretty much covers that. Give me the Denver tight end breakdown if Fant plays and if he doesn't if Fant plays you're starting him unless you picked up somebody along the way who you think might be better like maybe Gusecki uh Schultz um trying to think anybody else in that range Dawson Knox if he plays but Alberto is a, like if you're in a tight end premium league he should be added just with the hope I of mean it's a good matchup out. right would you would you consider starting him I saw Dave drop Mo Alley Cox for Alberto in a league. Yeah, he's he's in my top 15 right now with fans not ranked. So I think there's an opportunity there. Dak Prescott's top five. He scored 25 or more points in five of six games. That's in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Start Zeke Pollard or a Broncos running back? Uh, I'd start both Broncos running backs over Pollard. I think I have it Melvin Pollard Javante. Any hesitation at all with Cooper or Lamb? Zero. Nope. Any interest in Sed Wilson? No. 
Gallup doesn't look like he's going to play this week either. Yeah, and Bryce Callahan is out. Like, the Broncos have had a pretty good defense this year, but Novon Miller and Bryce Callahan is out, arguably their top cornerback. So not going to be as good, most likely. Dalton Schultz is top eight for you guys. Start not him me. up. No? Updated? What do you got now? Uh, this is a tough matchup. I'm a little concerned. All right, so who'd you move ahead of him? Uh, who did I move ahead of him? Oh, you know what? Maybe I haven't ranked, re-ranked him yet. I apologize. Like, would you start Hunter Henry ahead of him? No, I don't like Hunter Henry this week, but Ooh. I would start Jared Cook ahead of him. Ooh. That's so interesting. Okay. How about Zach Ertz or Dalton Schultz? Um, PPR, I'd start Ertz if Green is out. And by the way, you guys are ranking George Kittle. So Kittle or Schultz? Kittle. I think I have Kittle ahead of Schultz. It's very, very close. Friermuth or Schultz? Schultz. Friermuth. But, yeah. Is Schultz's matchup worse than Friermuth's? Um, yeah. Broncos haven't given up a touchdown to tight end yet. They have faced Mark Andrews, five catches, 67 yards. Darren Waller, five catches, 59 yards. Ricky Seals-Jones, two catches, 12 yards. Those are the noteworthy ones they've played. So that's pretty good against Andrews and Waller. Okay, Dallas DST is... Uh, oh, oh, this was the one, Heath. This was the one. Too low on the Dallas DST. You have them 17th. Jamie has them 8th. Dave has them 5th. That was it. Okay, I still gonna stick with Broncos. I still gonna stick stick with the Saints as the as the team you're too low on, but Cowboys did jump out at me. All right, I got a couple. How many games do we have left? Probably like ten. Buffalo at Jacksonville. (laughs) Ten. All right, start all Bills, sit all Jags. Yep. Unless Robinson plays. What if it's Carlos Hyde? You know, you could have a lot of touches. Any interest? What's your what's your interest level in him? Desperation flex play. Yeah, maybe I would be maybe a slightly more kind. Maybe I'd say high end flex play. Where do you guys have Zach Moss this week? Uh, right around twenty. Yep, yep, just uh, ahead of uh, Daryl Williams and the Broncos. Right. I mean, this sets up well for him. He's the fourth quarter guy. Hopefully, he can score. He's been involved in the passing game two of the last three games, but. Right. The it's only thing like, he had, the only concern I would have is if they don't throw him the ball because he's never like he's always been below four yards per carry, I think. And Jags have not given up yards per carry. Like they have been very focused on <laughs> keeping that uh, rushing defense in the top five somehow. Yeah. Look, you talked about it last week, right? You didn't like Alex Collins because we, we kind of established this, that the Jaguars have a good run defense, but they give up fantasy points to running backs because they have a bad defense. And you were thinking, well, it's not like the Vikings, it's not like the Seahawks have this great offense. And so is Collins. That's really- the difference. The Bills do. Right. Right. So that's, I think you probably need that touchdown from, from Moss. Hopefully you get, you might get two. You never know. Well, there's, I, that's the nice thing about Moss. I think you have two different outs. He could score the touchdown or he could get the six targets again. Either one of those is going to make him a number two running back. Okay. So why? Okay. So then I know you're going to say Moss, but Jamie Moss or um, Boston Scott? Oh, you have him back to back? Um, Moss. Okay. Zach Moss or James Conner? Moss. Moss. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Moss. 
I'll go Moss and PPR, Chuba and on. That's because McCaffrey's playing. I would hope so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, I want to go back to Schultz for a second um, because I was ranking him, changing my rankings with the assumption Gallup's playing. With Gallup still out, Schultz is fine. Not a good matchup, but you're still starting. Okay. All right, let's talk about the Bills wide receivers. Everyone's going to start digs. Beasley, I feel like you guys are actually kind of... Hey, since we're him? going back, I want to go back to the Rocky thing and uh, Apollo didn't die in one and I just, I just wanted to clear all that up. Adrian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. Because he's so sad, Adrian. Emmanuel Sanders did not have a target last week. Or did he have a target? He didn't have a catch. Four targets, no four catch. Targets, okay. Four targets, no catch. Cole Beasley had 13 targets last week. Oh, that was my stat of the game, is Cole Beasley and how his production has been tied to pass attempts. He's only been good when Josh Allen has thrown 42 or more times, which probably won't happen in this game. But, yeah, all right, break it down. Uh, Sanders versus Beasley. Jamie, who do you like? Uh, Beasley in PPR. I still will go back to Sanders in non-PPR. My thought for Beasley last week, uh, when we had him on the waiver wire coming off their bye week and I had him as a start in Stardom Center, I think as a sleeper in Stardom Center, um, was what was going to happen without Dawson Knox, you know, and, and how would they, you know, distribute those targets. And obviously Beasley won uh, in a big way. And you had brought up, you know, the his history against the Dolphins wasn't good, but, you know, I was just hoping that there'd be more volume for him. I, I think that's going to be the case. Now, Beasley's missing practice this week. He's got a rib injury. So keep that in mind. But I think this is one of those games where Sanders goes back to, I mean, where Allen goes back to Sanders. And doesn't want him to feel left out. So they're going to do whatever they want to in this game. And I think, you know, Sanders is, is back in play. Like, don't let last week scare you off from playing him if you've been playing him the last few weeks. All right, so James is in the chat is saying, wait, Beasley's production is tied to pass attempts, hashtag analysis. <laughs> so I get that, but what, let me explain it a little bit further. Beasley has had either really, really good games in PPR or really terrible games, right? He has not been in between. And Josh Allen... last five, 20 or more PPR points. Yeah, but Josh Allen's pass attempts have been kind of very high and very low. And when they blow out teams, he has a tendency to not throw that much, right? So last week was surprisingly close against the Dolphins. That's why, and he ended up throwing a lot more than I anticipated. So I'm just bringing up that downside of Beasley that when Allen has not had to throw a lot, and there have been some games like that, even though they they are a pass-heavy team, Beasley's been awful. So that's what I meant by, I mean, it's a fair question, but... Just to explain it. Uh, in this game, Marvin Jones, we're getting a question, Marvin Jones or Galladay if he plays? I would well, go with Galladay. I'd probably go with Marvin Jones. Mm, okay. All right. So turning it to the Jaguars. We already talked about them. Well, we haven't really talked about Marvin Jones. You said it. Sid, like, How can you trust the Jaguars? Yeah. How about Dan Arnold? Again, this is a guy I want to stash. I want to have on my roster, but I don't want I don't want to play him this week. And that's like I would probably, if I'm desperate at tight end, I'm probably not going to pick up somebody else to start over him. I'm probably just going to start him. Would you start Tommy Sweeney over Dan Arnold if you I would not. if Dawson Knox no. was out? No. Okay. All right, that's it then. Do you feel like we adequately covered Carlos Hyde? Oh yeah. Right. Not that hard to cover. He doesn't move very fast. <laughs> he had six catches last week. I mean, that was against Seattle. They everybody, every running back catches passes on Seattle. 
That's it for the show. All right. Good stuff. Thank you very much. A lot of news, a lot of big stuff. And if we have to do some bonus pods, we will. Um, Jamie gave some great advice. Make sure you get Odell Beckham in case he's released and picked up by a team that actually throws him the ball. And thank you for watching and listening. We've got Yo, We did it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know who that is. That's Rocky. He died in the first one. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you at 2 o'clock Eastern with a live stream, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.